Welcome to Creating Synergy, where we explore what it takes to transform. We are powered by Synergy IQ. Our mission is to help leaders create world-class businesses where people are safe, valued, inspired, and fulfilled. We can only do this with our amazing community. So thank you for listening. Hey there, Synergizers. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to... Synergizers. (laughs) Welcome back to the Creating Synergy podcast. My name is Daniel Franco, your host, <laughs> and today I have the one and only Michelle Holland. <laughs> yeah, running amok already. Uh, how are we you should have had a couple of glasses of wine we with this are, one, I yeah, reckon. It feels like we have That's what we should have. <laughs> I think we're still delirious from the year that was <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> 2020. 2020 into 2021 now. So our first podcast for the year, I'd, I just really want to, I'd love to kick it off by just having a discussion about the year that was. What in the heck happened last year? Yeah, what yeah. in the hell happened? So, <laughs> what did, what, what did, what did happen? happen? <laughs> I've got no idea. I'm still trying to figure it out. Well, I think people are, um, if any year out of any time in history do we all know what current affairs are about, mm. I think this year is the year that we have been very glued to the television, glued to the social media content and really tracking everything that's mm. been happening throughout the year. It almost feels like that's been what's caused half the anxiety, I reckon, oh, that went on with so. last year, just following, constantly refreshing the news updates yep. and seeing what's next and yes. what's being shut down next and how many days do we need to stay Absolutely, yeah, totally. I think all the drama that's been happening around the world and, and uh, you know, the, the drama that's been happening in the US and it's continued on into this year, um, I'm getting RSI from refreshing on my Twitter <laughs> account. <laughs> so. Yeah, it can definitely put you into a whirlwind of thoughts. Absolutely. Which is not the greatest thing to it's do. It's not. It's crazy. I, I did um, watch a show on Netflix um, just recently. It's called The Death of 2020. Mm. So I recommend everybody watch that. It's yeah. quite hilarious. Mm. Did you watch that? No, I've seen it. It's hilarious. The... Yeah, it's a satire of uh, 2020. Yeah. And uh, there's one person on there that she's like, you know, I got through all of the Netflix shows and I was really bored. She then I was flicking around one time and I found this show. It was really interesting, intrigue, drama. There was, you know, people fighting with each other. It was called America. Have you heard of this show <laughs> called America? <laughs> I just laughed so hard because I thought that is exactly what's been going on. The, they're, the in crazy, of, they're in a bit of world of they're hurt. They're in a world of hurt at the moment. And I think it's been happening for quite some time, but it's, it's accumulated in the last probably six months at the very least for them. If if there's anything we know about the Americans, they'll come back bigger and stronger and they'll learn from it, I suppose. Well, I hope they do learn from it. Mm. I I really do hope they learn from it um, because they seem to need to learn from their own mistakes. Uh, Although there's a a number of mistakes that they've made in the past that they still haven't learned from and that's where some of this stuff has come from. I heard uh, someone quoted Roosevelt uh, recently uh, and said, um, you know, Teddy... Roosevelt said that we should support the, you know, true patriot, patriotism is supporting America, not the president, right? So just seems like they've lost a little bit of that at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. But I, I mean, that's a whole whole conversation in itself, the whole uh, nationalism, yeah. which is what the agenda that it seems that the USA have been pushing and, uh, and the Australian government to some extent as well, I think over the last uh, couple of years, has definitely been a, a nationalism push. Mm. Um, but, I mean, we could go on and on about oh, that. Without and doubt. The, and the, the, well, the trials and tribulations. While we're talking about <laughs> learnings, you know, America have a lot to learn from yeah. their 2000. 20 and so far the start of 2021 absolutely uh what uh what are you proud of of your achievements last year was there anything that you can sort of pinpoint or what were some of the lessons that you've learned from last year yeah i think when uh, if i personally look over 2020 there was a huge amount of learnings i mean we'll we've we've gone through it with the business um but personally, I think the greatest learning for me and, you know, I, anybody who follows me on LinkedIn will see that I posted about this the other day is about self-care and mm. understanding that self-care and boundaries are absolutely integral to each other mm. because I, you know, went into the beginning of 2020 with a very uh, determined mindset that I would not allow myself by the end of 2020 to be where I was at the end of 2019 because 2019 was a really, really hard yeah, year for you, me. you had a bit of burnout. I you? had a big burnout at the end of 2019 and it was uh, quite a, a, a 
you know, a emotional, mm. spiritual, physical, everything burnout. And, and it impacted me really dramatically to the point where I was, you know, when I initially had the burnout, I was entering 2020 thinking that, you know, that's it. I'm done with this whole business thing. I'm just going to go get myself a nice little job somewhere and maybe wash dogs or something, you know, <laughs> do something easy. Uh, yeah. I'm not thinking, no, knowing my dog's probably not an easy <laughs> job, but, uh, you know, something that would just, you know, be completely outside of what I was doing. Um, but because I was in such a place of burnout, I just didn't want anything that I had in 2019. So entering into 2020 was very much um, after a period of healing, I went, I am not going to allow myself to be there again. And and then you get thrown a pandemic. And then you get <laughs> thrown a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting though because I think that uh, although the pandemic absolutely impacted, um, you know, everyone around us and impacted the world and, you know, seeing the the travesty of the impact of this pandemic, not just the uh, physical travesty of actually the people who lost their lives because of the disease, but the impact on people's businesses. You know, I have a very, very close friend of mine whose business came to a screaming halt because she's in the events industry and, of course, that industry just yeah. came to a screaming halt. Um, I saw my partner who's a musician just absolutely all of his gigs, you know, and I think he had gigs every weekend, you know, and that's part of his income mm. come to a, you know, screaming halt. So there was huge impacts. For me personally, 2019 was a worse year. Mm. So it's it's really weird because I, I, I look back over 2020 and think, yeah, there was huge things that, you know, there was a fear around whoa, is our, our business actually going to survive this being a small business? Is this like, is this is it, it for us? Um, but I think that the decisions that we made as a business at the beginning of 2020 and the personal decisions that I made at the beginning of 2020 to make sure that I was going to take care of my health and my well-being and um, my stress levels and all that sort of stuff actually really held me in good stead through that mm. because that wasn't the thing that I thought was going to end me. It, mm. it really wasn't. Like mm. personally I thought, oh, okay, well maybe it might end the business and if that's the case then I'll be devastated and I'll get over it and I'll go do something else. Mm. So I, I, I managed to build a sense of, you know, the R word, the resilience. <laughs> I'm looking at Gabriella over mm. here because we were talking about that this morning going, God, we ever hear of resilience again? Right. It's like, but it has been it's that. Topical. Oh, that unprecedented and uncertainty, I think, have been the top used words. Yeah. Um, and uh, am I on mute? <laughs> yeah, you're on mute. <laughs> you're on mute. <laughs> uh, mm. Absolutely. So, I mean, there was a lot of things that happened that were negative in 2020, but I think. For me, there was a huge amount of positives that came yeah. out of it as well. Yeah. So I think the probably the thing that I'm most proud of is not allowing the the COVID pandemic to completely dominate my whole life. Yeah. So what, what even are, though it did, what, it, it's a weird situation. You, so yeah. you set boundaries. What does what does boundaries look like? What do you what do you mean by that? Can you give us an example? Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, for me. Um, I've always been pretty good at setting boundaries. I haven't been as good at holding boundaries. Yeah. So like this year is, mm, it, yeah. it is, yeah, it's absolutely part of it. So I think this year I was very focused on not just setting boundaries, but actually reinforcing them and holding them. Mm -hmm. And one of the things with boundaries, so a simple way of thinking about boundaries is what's okay and what's not okay. That's yeah. the, really the simplest way of, of yeah. thinking about it. And that covers off everything in your life so what's okay about the stuff that I'm going to consume on social media and what's not okay about the stuff I'm going to consume on social media so you know when the pandemic hit I was refreshing and refreshing and watching the numbers tick over mm. and doing all that sort of stuff and watching everybody you know talking quite negatively about everything that was happening so one of the boundaries I put in place was I'm actually only going to look at those social media accounts once a week Mm. You know, the numbers will still go up even if I'm not looking at it. Yeah. I still know I need to respond to this change without looking at it all the time. So that was one of the boundaries I put in place for myself. You also set really, um, really 
specific uh, boundaries to me, really, yes. didn't you? As in, well, Daniel, this is this is where my I'm going to work and where I'm not going to yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is, which is great. I have trouble with that sometimes I know. because <laughs> I f- there's an element of guilt. Uh, I feel like I'm potentially letting you or the team down, yeah. so I overstep those boundaries. Uh, uh, that's an inwardly facing thing. Mm, I understand mm. that, but can you? You are really good at setting them, and I've worked with you for a long time now. That you set boundaries, and you say you're not good at sticking to them. Lately, you have been yeah. really good. What do you think the change was from that? Like, how, how did you get to that point where you're like, "No, nah, I'm sticking to it, and yeah. I'm not letting anyone else." Yeah, um, this this that's the hardest lesson. Mm. All right, so the hardest lesson with boundaries is being okay with other people not being okay yeah. with your boundaries. Yeah, that's something I'll struggle with. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's really, I think, to the, the absolute heart of why yeah. we end up letting our boundaries go because I know that during the initial period of, you know, the, the lockdown that we went into when the government responded to the pandemic and said, right, we're locking down all of South Australia, we're locking down Australia, pretty much the rest of the world locked down. Um, and those periods of time where it was like there's no new business coming in because nobody knows what the heck is going on. Um, everybody was really uncertain. All the people in our team didn't know whether they were going to have a job or not have mm. a job. You know, there was all of those things that were happening. And I know that through that period I let my boundaries drop uh, and I felt the impact of it. Mm. So I think, you know, it's to actually hold your boundaries, you have to recognize the impact that it not just has on people around you, but it has on yourself. Mm. So for example, one of the things that I, I hold dear to myself is that I have times during the week where I don't have interaction with any humans at all. Just the dogs. <laughs> just the dogs <laughs> that's right so and that's because i'm i'm an introvert by nature yeah. and i need to regenerate my energy levels by having quiet time and just alone time that i don't feel like i'm having to have a conversation or make conversation or even be in a room where other people are making conversation because then there's always the you know the expectation that you'll at least mm-hmm occasionally (laughs) and so I have those times where I don't do that I have the times where you know before 8 30 in the morning I don't take work calls after 6 30 in the evening I don't take work calls you know during the day there's periods of time if I'm working on something specifically I turn all my notifications off I don't answer phone calls to be able to focus through that period of time I did not do those things I didn't do them because I was so focused on the extroverts sitting next to me mm. in the room Gabs is that Gabs on yeah not Gabs <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't worried so much about Gabs I knew she'd cope fine <laughs> but there are a few people in our team who are very extroverted yeah. and I was very conscious of that through that period of time and this is nothing that you or the other people in the team haven't heard I've expressed this um, yeah, already yeah. <laughs> but but it did impact me because I was like I, I felt like I always had to be available. I always had to be communicating. Mm. I always had to be on constantly, which was absolutely draining for me. Yeah. So that was another reminder to me that actually holding my boundaries is not just about me going, this is what I want with my world and being all like hoity-toity about it. It was actually about to get the best out of me, Mm. this is actually how I need to structure my life. Because if I don't structure my life like this, then I end up in a place where I'm unavailable for a period of time because I need to recuperate yeah. after a burnout so self-awareness is a big critical self-awareness component, is so. huge it really is um but also that thing that i said before being okay with other people not being okay yeah. that yeah. and you have to get to a position of that and it's interesting i had somebody ask me this not long ago um how do you actually do that how did you do that and my answer was it's still a work in progress mm. it's still i still have that you know oh Mm, what are they going to think about me? Oh, are they going to be upset with me? Oh, you know, I still have those thoughts. And I go, actually, it's okay to prioritize my myself and my health above others. 
Yeah, absolutely. Look, okay. from, coming from the perspective of your business partner, it took me a little bit to get used to, but mm. completely respected it. I think uh, what was hard was the changing of habits, right? Yes. That's probably the hardest bit is like I was so used to just picking up the phone and giving you a call. Uh, then it just became Dan, you know, calling me after five is not okay. Yeah. And it was like, okay, well, then I'm going to have to change my habits. So that was probably the bit that I felt most affected on. But you know, a week or two later and it was all into new habit again and we were that's changing it. our way. So yes. it wasn't much of a big deal at all. No, In fact, it probably helped me set my boundaries because I wasn't working yeah. for 24 hours a day like I was before. Yes, that's exactly right. So, yeah, so that's that's probably one of the big things that yeah, that's know, a good I one. learned. I, you <laughs> what know, about you? Well, from an impact point of view, I think there's two real significant things that happened to to me and the business last year and it was uh, we went through a bit of a business divorce early on in the year. We did. Uh, we, we separated with one of our directors of the business and that, that alone was just a sickening and difficult time it was definitely the best decision for the business and moving forward we've been able to do things that we haven't mm. otherwise uh, been able to do but it, look you know and I'm one of those people that attach themselves to people and really mm. you know build strong relationships regardless of of the ins and outs of it all but um yeah I I, I, I really struggled mm. really struggled uh, through that um and more so because of the unknown. <laughs> um, it, it was just a situation of like who's done this before, who's mm. actually separated uh, from, a, from a business partner that owns, a, you know, one-third of the business. Mm. Yeah. And so I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how much the lawyer's fees were going to cost. I didn't know how much yeah. money it would cost the business. I didn't. So there's all that going off in the midst of a pandemic. Yes. Um, so, and we're having conversations with our team at the same time saying, look, we've got enough for three months' wages. You know, we need to win yeah. more work um, in the meantime. Uh, otherwise, we're not going to get through. Mm. So, I'm thinking about people sitting in that room and thinking about their families. You know, Gabs is, is here and, and Fiona, one of our other team members, her little one, the school feet. Like, I, my, my brain starts mm. going into that world. And I really struggled through that period. Yeah. I, um, I, you know, I think you've often said to me, uh, Dan, you have an overactive empathy gland, if that is even a thing. But um, it, it really, it really did hit me because I felt like I was taking on everyone else's issues, and that's my mm. own thing I need to sort out, yeah. uh, as well as my own family. And my wife works in health, so she was still. Um, she was still working while yeah. I was at home trying to save a business, going through a business divorce and trying to educate two children. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it was just, um, yeah, it was really tough. It was a tough period of time, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you are, you know, all things aside, you are an empath, mm. right? So you do take on the emotions of others and there was a huge amount of emotions at that time, mm. yeah, you was. know, and we're all trying to navigate through it because well, I, I know there was a period of time as well that you you called all of our clients to well, make that, sure they were okay as yeah. well and that was big. Yeah, I think that's what triggered the spiral, mm. downward spiral for me was not only when I was dealing with my own world, uh, but then when I was ringing everyone else and hearing that their worlds crashed down. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely got to me. And I just, I actually, I think I remember I turned to you and I said, yeah. I need to stop talking Absolutely. to people. I literally need to stop ringing people because yeah. Um, yeah. it's really affecting my health. Absolutely. I think this is a good lesson for others as well, though, because I mean, that is about boundaries also, mm. is that you can be there for people without taking on everything mm. for them as well. So yeah, it's okay. almost like you're walking up to someone and saying, geez, you've got a heavy burden. It's, it's you know, I've got a heavy burden too, but can I have yours as well? Yeah. Like just pile yours on top of mine yeah. and then going to the next person and going, that's all right, just pop it on top. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm strong enough. I can carry, Yeah. you know, but actually at some point you have to recognize that, as a, a human being, you actually only have so much to give. Yeah. You really do. It's and I, finite. You know, it's, it is that finite. Mm. So lessons learned, eh? Yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> so uh, look, you know, one of the questions I asked before was what are you most proud of? And I think for me personally, 
just the simple fact that we got through it, yeah, right? And we totally. got through it. We, you know, there's a couple of scars. Hey, you started a podcast yeah, during this start, period yeah, as well. Yeah, we, we did. We started a <laughs> podcast. Um, I, you know, earlier in the year I did the AICD course. I actually believe that uh, held yeah. me in really great stead to the Australian Institute of Company Directors course. Yeah. Uh, really set me up for what was, uh, you know, business first and um, mm. ongoing, you know, making sure the business was a going concern and understanding the finances and the ins and outs and all Absolutely. that sort of stuff. So it really just made me look at business from a new light, which was probably perfect timing yes. uh, in the midst of the pandemic. So I think the proudest moment for me would be um, actually help making the business continue, yeah. right? And, and yeah. Uh, you know, the, the team might say differently, but I think I was there for them the whole way through and mm. we put our arms around each other and we got through and, um, you know, grit and optimism yeah. uh, are two of our um, two of our values and I think we, we, we really... We definitely drew we, on them. Yeah, we definitely yeah. showcased it. Yeah. And from that, a whole, whole host of uh, wisdom has come out of it and... Mm. We've, we've definitely grown. I know me personally, I went on this major search for mentors and coaches and yes. I said, well, I just need someone to help me get through this because yep. I don't know it all. Uh, found a few key people who have been on the podcast um, who have really helped mm. um, me get through it and Absolutely. us as a team. And, um, yeah, so for me, like the learning, I learned more in 2020 than I have probably for the 10 years preceding that. Yeah. And I read a lot. Yes. Right. So I, you know, I learn <laughs> a lot and I think uh, 2020 was a year of exponential growth. Absolutely. I agree with you. I mm. think, you know, and I, I would suspect that most people who are in business, particularly small business, would have earned themselves an MBA during yeah. that period yeah. of time, 100%. you know, in learning stakes. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, we we paid for it as well yeah. through, you yeah. know, loss of earnings and um, <laughs> lawyers' fees and accounting <laughs> fees and, you know, all yeah. that sort of stuff and paid outs and blah, blah. Um, so we definitely paid for it. But I feel like now we are in a stronger position now than we ever have been in our business. Yeah, with that. And it's not just about financial strength. It's about strength of the character of our business, the quality of the work that we put out, the people that we have within our business, Mm. the clients that we get to work with as well. Yeah. I mean, there's been a few bumps in the roads there, but, uh, you know, mostly our clients, you know, 95, 99% of them are amazing. Like Mm. we get to work with some amazing people and learn and grow from them as well and, and contribute to their success. So I think, you know, going back to that pride question, probably the biggest pride for me is, that we're in a stronger position now. We know our business more now than we ever Mm. did before. Um, Our relationship is stronger. I think our relationship with our core team is much stronger. Except for Gabs. (laughs) (laughs) We love Gabs. We have to have Gabs on this, I think. We have to put you in front of the the actual mics instead of behind the scenes. Because I think that, you know, one of the things is, and just on that, you know, you guys did start a podcast. Mm. I've been a, a guest on the podcast, which I've been very pleased about. You know, I can just stand back and w- watch it all happen and then come in. And, yeah, I will look, we have you know, a superstar host. Well, that's easy, exactly you know. right. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you did start something that's actually hard to get off the ground. We've had some really amazing people on this podcast that, um, yeah, it's been, you know, we've learned from amazing, and yeah. it's been fantastic. Um, and Gabs has been behind the scenes the whole time oh, putting it, it all together. Well, if it, let's be quite frank if it wasn't for her this wouldn't, this wouldn't this happen wouldn't have happened. that's yeah, right you've so been big, on my you know. back for a long time <laughs> yeah. so uh you decided to jump off my back and get onto gabs's back about staying that's this podcast right and exactly it happened. and it so, happened uh yeah that's she, it so it's uh, good so we'll have you but in front of the camera yeah, and in front of the mic soon. one day soon one Gabby. Day soon. she's giving me a funny look right now so. <laughs> I think that's it. So if we look into, you know, obviously there's a lot of learning from last year, looking into this coming year, Mm. what would you say are your biggest takeaways from last year that you're going to implement this year? I think I really worked out that I'm not that productive. Like I I have come to the realise that I jump at a squirrel, right? And (laughs) and, uh, whenever I see an email ping or whenever I see a message come through or whenever a client rings, I jump. Yeah. 
Um, and like I, I, I kind of knew that I was doing that. And yeah. I just thought that's just the way business was. You know, you respond to yeah. the things that can actually, you know, create more turnover and all the all the above. But yeah. it's probably uh, more common than in. Well, it is. Like it's right? probably that's the common. But state. I actually realised, uh, and you know, I, probably this comes into the boundaries talk again. Mm. That um, you know, I need to dedicate time to certain. Uh, certain things you know mm. if I'm working on the finances uh, or actually I learned how to delegate which was probably another yeah. one um, so you know working on finances is that something that is of worth my time no okay can our accountant do it yes they can can I just if I spend some time with them can I teach them can is it going to cost us money yes it is but the value lost of me not being out yeah. there uh, on the podcast working with other clients working with with our team members is far greater. Yeah. Um, so I think that was the biggest thing. The other thing I really learned was, uh, you know, marketing and sales. Look, mm. I've been in sales for a long time, but I've, you know, I've always kind of thought it was just, uh, you know, build some relationships and things would come. <laughs> There's so many little processes and intricacies and ways of influence, and yeah, I, I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed. So I think this year for me. It's about um, setting clear boundaries with the work that I'm doing mm -hmm. um, and not letting distractions get in the way. I think that was one of my, I think everyone in the team's seen that I've sort of blocked out time for prospecting, mm -hmm. blocked out time for account management, blocked out time for fun. So yeah. um, I think that's something I'm really mm. going to uh, spend some time on is I think like you said before, turn the phone off turn the email notifications yeah. off and make sure that it's not pinging and taking me off what I'm actually trying to do. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about flow state yes. and the distractions can yes. sort of take you away from that. So I'm really keen to see how it goes. And I'm going to fail at, at a, a lot. Uh, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to get drawn away. But, you know, 1% better every day. And That's right. And eventually we'll end up, according to Mick O'Rourke, yeah. we'll end up <laughs> – 38% better at the end of the year if we get uh, 1%, 1% better each day. So, yeah. um, you Absolutely. know, that's a, that's a big thing. That's it. And I think it's just about it's focus time. Mm. It's focus because, you know, you think about it, okay, if I'm going to turn my um, phone off for an hour, that means I'm not getting notifications for an hour. Mm. Something else is the world goes on in that hour. I might miss out on something. Mm. And it's actually going, okay, that's okay. That's fine. You know, because it's because ego is a big factor in boundary setting yeah. as well. You know, it's am I, am I absolutely necessary for every single conversation? No. Would I add value? Sure, absolutely. Am I necessary for it? No. Mm. No. That that will kill, continue on. Mm. That will go on yeah. without me. So I think those kind of you know that boundary setting around focus time is yeah. so important. It's important for brain health as it well. Is, yeah. It really is. You get more out of who you are and what you can deliver if you can actually focus. What was the guy that you were talking about this morning that spends an hour just thinking a day, just oh, being with himself and his, being quiet? Yeah, N Naval Ravikant. If, if you can get – he's got a podcast called Naval, mm. right, N-A-V-A-L. Get onto it. It's amazing. Yeah. He's a, he spends an hour a day. He's built a he, – and he attributes to half of it. Well, he say it's a big part of his success. It's mm. almost like meditation without being meditation. Right? Yes. So he sits there in his own thoughts. Yeah. And eventually after an hour each day, and everyone might say, how do you get an hour? He's very well off so he can do he, it. But, he's, but, but, he's planned it. But, he's but put he's, it, prioritized But it. the thing is he did that hour before he became well mm. off, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, chicken and egg. You build a library, the big house will come. That's, you know, the same sort of scenario. Um an hour a day and he sits with his with his thoughts and he goes in the first few weeks and i haven't done it yet um but he says for the first few weeks your mind will be going crazy like yep. you you just You'll will not be rebel able to, against yeah, it you will yeah. not be able to control it yeah uh, eventually though and you know you talk about one percent mm. better each day eventually you'll be able to grasp it and you'll be able to note things mm -hmm. and you'll be able to understand where that thought comes from and understand what that thought makes you how it makes you feel absolutely uh, and how to put that to the side and not worry about this and get on with that and prioritize and it's almost like you're just untying the knot right mm. that, that's in your brain absolutely. so yeah 
it's something that I'm really actually self care and health is something that I've set myself a goal Focus for, for this, this year. year as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that, that I think that's super important. I, I was um, just reminded of uh, one of the things that Simon Sinek um, is known for saying is uh, things take time and it's that small gains over long periods of time is actually where you see success. Yeah. So he talks about it in the context of leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he was saying is, you know, you go to the gym one day, if you come home and look in the mirror, you look no different. No. You go to the gym the next day, you come home and look in the mirror, you look no different. But in three months' time, when you look at the photograph you took three months ago to the photograph you take in that three months, if you go to the gym every day, <laughs> then you look different. Yeah. You absolutely look different, but you don't often see it on that day to day. And this is where you know, leadership. There's no one thing that gets Well, you this there. is the thing. And I think back to all of the stuff that, you know, we we do and we're known for, which is, you know, culture and change and, and leadership and business change and development and all those well, sort of things. But it doesn't, it's not just They business. don't happen one yeah. day, yeah. in it, one day. Tom Bilio, do you know Tom Bilio? He's a no. famous podcaster and what he says, actually I think it was Simon Sinek had an interview with Tom and he said, he said it was about love. Mm. He goes, do you remember the day you fell in love with your wife? No, because you fall in love over time. Over time. It's the same thing. Like there's no one is. action that makes you fall in love. Yeah. It's the constant small actions that that's make it. you fall. So Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I think that's probably the success. And if anything last year taught all of us is that we can actually take time out of our lives and lock down. Mm. Like we can stop yeah. going to the pub. We can stop you know, shopping every single day and only doing it once a week or doing it online. We can work from home. We can have conversations with people and meaningful conversations with people without breathing in their air. Mm. <laughs> you know, we can do all of those things. Yeah. And that's those small changes over time and, and it challenges us to do things differently, mm. just look at life differently and we can do it. It's a constant evolving change life, yeah. you know, and if you don't kind of move with it then you get stuck in it and I, I, I see that with people who are still struggling with last year you know like really struggling with it mm. not just the normal holy crap what the hell happened last year kind of struggle like we all do or thank god you know 2020 is gone the actual I'm really still struggling to actually move past it you know yeah. and that's that you know it's it's having to let those things go is hard but it happens over time, yeah. moment by moment, over time. It's a really important thing. So what are we planning? What 2021, what are you, where are you planning to invest your energy and time? It's oh, a million-dollar question. Yeah. I, think, I, like, I think it's the same <laughs> thing as what we've just been talking about. I don't believe there's any one thing. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a combination of many different things mm. that I'll be putting time and effort to. Health is definitely one thing. I'll set myself a goal and I'll happily say it on the podcast and people can hold me accountable <laughs> to run three kilometres every single day. Holy if not run, yeah. then walk if I'm, you know, if there's recovery. Yeah. Obviously injury and whatnot might come into play but uh, the ultimate goal is to run over a 1,000 kilometres in one year. I've never yeah. done that before it's not some of the runners out there go i'd run that in In a week (laughs) yeah so it's not that much but for me that's a big thing yeah i think that's That's huge and it goes back to that if i can you know uh if i can just do that three kilometer each day and then by the end of the year and you know like you said take Mm. that photo in three months time and see what that looks like Uh, it's something i've never actually stuck to Mm. so i've actually got a bet on with a few of my mates to to make it a bit more interesting nice really healthy competition yeah that's right and it's up on public profiles like strava and those things so people can see it and hold me account and Mm. say franco you didn't do your (laughs) your run this day or or whatnot so um that's good yeah so that's one thing the other thing was I'm really keen to make something of this business and, mm. and take it to the next stage. I'm, I'm openly admitting that. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have a product that the world needs. Mm. Um, you know, we deal with change. We deal with people. We deal with culture. We deal with leadership. This is something, you know, we, we don't need to watch too much of the media to see that it's something that's rife in the world at yeah. the moment. Uh, so I, I believe we have a product that uh, can really benefit 
uh, our, our, our clients. Mm. It can benefit the people. We can help businesses become more productive. Absolutely. We can help the people within the businesses to feel more valued and, and ultimately which leads to what? Profits. So, yep. you know, I think I think, I think we've got something there and mm. I, I'm really keen to sort of see what the next level looks like. I think we're, we're, we're ready to level up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think for me, my the focus that I want to put on um, for myself personally, but also the business this year is actually, uh, for me personally, managing more, mm. doing less. So that's yeah. kind of, you know, yeah. I, and, and that goes to that growth of the business yeah, I agree. Um, and being able to challenge myself to let go as well because I've got some, you know, I've got clients that are near and dear to my heart that, yeah. you know, and I I've, I enjoy working directly with clients and I know that my I'm best when I've got a team of people that I can help lead mm. and grow you know that's where I'm best um, I've, I've recognized that I'm I'm best at making others successful mm. rather than myself successful yep. so I'm focusing on the others being synergy IQ people yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you all guys right yeah. <laughs> I'm going to focus on you, but also focus on our it's clients. The eat, eat last thing. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I know that for me to feel successful, the people around me need to be successful. So, and whatever that means, you know, whatever success means, right? Um, that, that's, you know, a whole layer cake of things. Uh, but looking at our clients as well is being able to contribute to their needs. Yeah. Like really solve problems like that's really I think the focus for me in the business is what are the problems that are out there that actually need to be solved yeah what are their pain points yeah yeah so what are the things that are how can we contribute to that because I agree with you there's a you know we've got a host of great people in the team with amazing you know world-class skill sets um how do we get them out to the clients that need them Mm. in a way that they need them that can actually benefit them um, so that's a focus for me as well is really about how do I build content that's all stuck in my head outwards so that others can start growing yeah, from really, it. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. So that's, that's been really hard for me because I'm very much a, you know, I've got 25 years of experience in this space. So I walk into a room to facilitate and it's just in my head, you know, yeah. I've got that and I draw on that and, you know, I just bounce on what's going on in the room <laughs> I think it was Connor on our one of mm. our, um, the podcasts, which will probably be coming out next. I think uh, he he mentioned uh, when we were talking about sales. He's the director of sales in Newargo, mm. and he says when he got, I think I think he said this. I can't remember if when asked directly, "What do you do in your everyday life in sales?" Mm. It's really hard to put pen to paper on oh, it because yeah. you, there is you know to create a process. I think for me mm. this year, that's a big thing is actually figuring out yeah. uh, what um, what I am doing and I know you're going through this same journey, mm. what you're doing so it can become scalable. Yeah. It can become something that we can replicate. You Absolutely. know, we've obviously got something good there that's working. Mm. Uh, how do we then take, take the next, it to the next, to the next level yeah, and, and, the next and level. make, and like you said, add value to other people's lives mm. and help them grow and help them develop some skills that yeah. um, they've been wanting to, to Absolutely. Grow. So I'm interested in, see, I'm doing the interviewing now. Yeah. So I'm, in, <laughs> I'm interested, and this is, this is a question that is completely unprepared, but you can have a bit of a think about it. I'm interested in, you know, you've you've had how many podcasts now? About 20? This should be 20-something. 20, 20 different yeah, interviews, 20, 20 really, 25. something like You're that. Speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's not, she's like, forget, forget it. Yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, so let's just say 20 is a nice round number. So 20 interesting interviews. You spent an hour with 20 awesome human huh. beings this year. What are your key takeaway points like if you could boil it down to maybe two or three key takeaway points. Yeah, it's a, oh, it's a, it's a ripping question. I think one thing that has stuck uh, in my mind with every single person that I've interviewed is that there is a formula of what mm. they do, right? So they've gotten their art down mm. to a formula. Uh, and when I say formula, it's in like you could use the word routine, whatever you want. They, yep. They've, they've um, 
They've been successful by consistently delivering over and over again. They're not fight and they're not scared to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. They're not scared to put themselves out there. Um, they're not scared to tre- tread on toes if that's the, the thing. But the one thing that sticks out to me is that there is a formula for success, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think I've, I don't know if I've used this scenario, but if you're working at McDonald's and in a checkout position, you're in a position that most people can do, right? Mm-hmm. So your pay scale or your element of happiness is very similar to what most people would be experiencing. Yeah. So the people that I've interviewed have been top of their game for mm-hmm. a long time uh, or they're on their way to becoming the top of their game and they invest so much into themselves. Mm-hmm. They are constantly reading. They're constantly looking for people, new people to meet. They're increasing their networks, uh, increasing their, their own knowledge base, understanding their gaps. They almost mm-hmm. look at their life as a computer game and go, what's my gap here? Yeah. Like where do I get better? How do I level up? How do I level up? Yeah. How do I – if if uh, if you're playing, and I've, I use this analogy quite a bit. If you create an avatar and you you know strength, agility, or speed, or you know if it's FIFA or whatever mm-hmm. on, on PlayStation, you're creating an avatar. You can look at it and go, all right, speed is only at 50 out of 100. How do I? What's the gap? How do I upgrade that? So from empathy could be one of those. Mm. Right now, oh, I'm not a very good listener. Yeah. So how do I become a better listener? Start a podcast. There's no yeah. better way to become a better listener <laughs> than start a podcast. So one thing for me is really being the, these, the people that I've interviewed are very, very self-aware, um, mm-hmm. very self-aware. Mm-hmm. They understand their gaps. They understand their needs of, uh, and they seek a lot of knowledge yeah and so i feel like oh, maybe i'm on the right path mm. maybe i'm doing mm. the same thing i know i'm doing the same thing yeah um yeah yeah so that, that there that, you go it, secrets to success it's not so much um i don't think it's secret though i don't i think i think you're right actually it's I, not a secret i think it's common it? knowledge it's just yeah. hard work it's hard work and yeah. most people would rather sit and watch a netflix show yeah uh, don't get me wrong. I'll sit down and watch a Netflix show, yeah. uh, and so and probably so do most people on my on my uh, on the podcast. But I think uh, I think eighty percent of their time goes into bettering themselves yeah. and bettering the people around them and adding more value back into the world. And it's a non-negotiable. Mm. Yeah, and, I, and it's it's actually been really enlightening for me yeah. to see some of these people uh, succeed. Um, and and hear about their successes and it's always come from the world of giving Mm. right so it's not how do i how do i earn more money how do i improve my ego or how do i uh, increase my status in this world Mm. it's about how do i give yeah how do i add more value yeah and yeah it's awesome it is that's very cool it is such a a great feeling knowing that that's the way to improve and get mm. better as opposed to some of the people like you see in the media. Yeah. Donald Trump being that exact person, mm. what he is doing and the way he goes about it is is not it's right. It's not right. So it's, yeah, it's really fantastic to yeah. see some of these yeah. people. I actually had my um, 17, almost 18-year-old son say to me yesterday, he's like, I just don't understand how people can still look at Donald Trump and agree with what he's doing. Mm. There's one thing to having success and there's another thing to actually how that success occurs. Yeah, agreed. And that to me is just the absolute, you know, um, if you think about leadership at its core, that's what it is. I could go out there and have the biggest, you know, most um, financially successful business, case in point, that person, and be an absolute, what can I say on this? But are we explicit? Oh, a tool. Let's yeah, say tool. Yeah. <laughs> a complete, probably yeah. Yeah. A complete tool, right? Yeah. And, and a terrible person yeah. that actually doesn't care about the impact that that financial success actually has on other people. Yeah, I, And I, that's something that comes up time and time again when I talk to people about behaviour and behaviour change it's like, yeah, but if Donald Trump can be successful, then why do I have to be a nice person? <laughs> it's like, well, you don't. If you if financial success is the only indicator you have, 
then go forth and be a jerk. Yeah, you know? I, I agree. But I, if it's not the only absolutely. success factor, then think about it in a different way. Yeah, hundred percent. I think the um, the thing with uh, Donald Trump, and this is something that I ask a lot of people about, who you know they are on the side of supporting him. My main question to them is: Would you work for him? Absolutely. <laughs> Do you want him to be your leader? Would, would you be? Would you be happy for him to lead you? Yes. And, and if the answer is yes, here's the card to well, my therapist. <laughs> yeah, well, look, it, it's a categoric no. Yeah, no, of course I not. Well, that, 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 you, yes, you can support. Absolutely. Yeah, but I support you. Know, I, you would yes. work for him, therefore he's not the right person. It's that simple, I think. Yeah, um, absolutely. You, you only need to look at the amount of people that are, are walking away from him to understand yeah. that it's not the, the right way to go about well, it. Well, this so, is it. That's so it. getting back to the people that we've had on the podcast, I think that's the one thing that's been really refreshing is that, mm. you know, we pick and choose who we who Well, of course, we like to have our yeah. like-minded people. Yeah, so yeah. but it is it is really refreshing seeing some – you know, fabulous people. And I think that's what we've got mm. in store for this year. I know Gabs and I are going on a big uh, big recruiting uh, interview, recruiting list, and we mm. want to get some really influential people on the yeah. on the show. People are doing some fantastic things in South Australia. I wouldn't mind trying to span out and maybe do a few interstate trips when we're yeah, allowed to absolutely. and get some people. I think in a few few people that are leading, maybe, you know, Stephen Marshall, if you're listening. Well, Stephen Marshall. <laughs> We'd love to have you I'd, on, Stephen. I'll tell you what. You're, uh, you, I've got, I've, got a, I've got a list of questions for you ready, mate. So, uh, no, but look, there's a few few people that I, I believe it would just add value. Absolutely. The idea of the podcast is just to actually really showcase that the people who are leading the mm. state, the businesses, the, gov- the government organisations, the private organisations, yeah. whatever it is, they're human. Absolutely. Right? Um, and they're obviously at the in in the top in a leadership role for a reason because they've got a formula that has mm. rel- has worked relatively well. Yeah. And my job, I believe, is to unpack that yeah. uh, and help uh, help others really understand. You know, they're not in it alone. Mm. Uh, oh, absolutely. Because there's a lot of learnings that can come from other people's mistakes and and a lot of learnings that can come from other people's journeys that uh, I feel is worthwhile sharing. Absolutely, because we're all human at the end of the day. Mm. We're all human. You know, you open us up, we all look the same on the inside. All that colour of blood It's it's the the outside that, you know, the behaviour, it might look different, the the results might look different, the impact that you're having in the world might look different. But we are all human at the end of the day. So the potential is there. It's how we tap into that potential. And I think for me that's been one of the things as a listener of the podcast that I hear over and over again is that there's so much potential um, and these people who are succeeding have just tap, found a way to tap into that potential, mm. you know, and they found a way to, and through grit as well, like yeah. grit and hard work. I think can't undervalue grit and hard work um, because, yes, they might watch Netflix but they probably watch yeah. it once a night, not, yeah. you know, all night long. <laughs> I'm yet, to rest I'm and yet, relax. I'm you know? yet to interview anyone that said that it was an easy it road. It was an easy road, it's, absolutely. It's just like I think and there's a book by uh, Scott Peck, his mm. name is, and it's mm. called A Road Less Traveled. Mm. Actually, it was the quickest read I've ever had. It's a, you know, three, four hundred page book but I read the first first sentence and then put the book back on the shelf. The first sentence said uh, because I got everything I needed from yeah. that book at that time, the first sentence said life is hard. Right, full stop. <laughs> the quicker that we realize that life is hard, yep. the easier life becomes. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's enough for me. Thank yeah, you very much. That's Putting exactly that back right. on the shelf, and it's stuck with me. Uh, even after, I read that two or three years mm. ago, and it's stuck with me because the expectation should be that this is going to be difficult. Yeah, it's going to well, be yeah. hard. It's not going to be an easy road. Oh, why does this always happen to me? Because that's the way. It is, because you're right? human. Because yeah. it's shit. It's yeah. hard. It's you got to you know <laughs> grit your sorry. teeth and get through it. So yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, yeah that's definitely yeah. one thing that's come from from everyone that's been on the show is 
yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing comes easy. Yeah, yeah. And I think they're, they're real people that are on your show as well, which is really great. It's, you it know, is. I mean, your having show, some, it's our show. Oh, our, our show. Fair. That's right. It's, it's, right. it's, it's, it's the, powered by Synergy it's the, IQ. It's the, <laughs> it's the Synergizers show. It's the, the, it's the people's It's the people's show. That's right. And we want some um, comments back as well about how much you love Dan's intro. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible, isn't it? It's great. I'm getting better it's at this great. stuff. I think I'm getting love better, it. but it's still not good. So love it, love it. We'll, yeah. we'll get better over hey, time. Hey, there are Synergizers. <laughs> Love it. So, is there anybody that you've got coming up in the show? That, um, uh, I think we'll leave that for, for the moment. Yeah. I don't want to lock in people and make them feel obligated. Yes. So, I um, there are a few good ones that are coming up. Um, yeah. Very influential people within South Australia. Mm, so, uh, we will uh, we'll stay tuned. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And so, stay having a look on um, LinkedIn. Facebook, Instagram, they all get they all gets advertised yep. to what's coming up and yeah, it's who's all, on the it's podcast. It's all coming. Actually, we, we kind of just release it as it happens but we could do a couple of sneak peeks here and there. Maybe we'll see how, how it all works. But you, <laughs> I think you'll definitely start seeing yeah. the, a little bit more online presence from the podcast this mm. year, which is good. Um, hopefully you don't get too, too sick of my voice. <laughs> Um, we'll no doubt have you on. Have me on again. A fair yes, bit. Sick of my voice. This year. Yeah. Look, you have a lot of a value to add. And I mean, you're out there speaking to some of the biggest businesses in South Australia about their culture and leadership. It'd be silly mm. not to pick your brain on this show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think, uh, I think it'll be a, a good year. Look, if any, I think we're all delusional if we think it's going to be uh, much different to 2020. I think 2021 is still going to be a grind. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think there's a sense of optimism that's in the air. Yeah. Think, you know, the yeah. vaccine's out. I feel like some good things can happen. Yeah. I think people have, um, I mean, well, I'll just talk from my own personal experience. For me, I've had to think about things in a different way. Mm. So, you know, travel for me has always been about overseas yeah. um, or interstate. And now this year I've challenged myself to find some cool places to have a look at. Intrastate. Intrastate, <laughs> that's right. So within the state yeah. that I live. So yeah. I think that's that's an important, you know, reframing the way we think about things is so important for 2021 for us to learn from the, you know, the shock that was 2020. Because yeah. I think that's probably the biggest thing for all of us is 2020 was a shock to it the was, system yeah. because who knew that something could come out of seemingly nowhere, regardless of all the conspiracy theories, yeah, but yeah. seemingly nowhere and have such a dire impact. Shut the world down. Shut the world down. That's right. And yeah. just shows how easy it is mm. as well. So I think, you know, being able to reframe some of the things we've always taken for granted um, going into 2021 we need to start reframing those things. Mm. We need to start thinking about how our life can be different and still beneficial and meaningful and fulfilling and exciting and satisfying without all of the things that we thought we were entitled to mm. before COVID hit us. Yeah, absolutely. Adaptability is, is uh, no. never never more, yeah. but never That's more critical. Right. So. Yes, very good. Excellent. All thank right. you very much. It's been a, an awesome chat. Yes, thank you. Very I've probably spoken too much this no, time. No, no, you were good. <laughs> it's good. I get to I know you as well. Well, I'm this normally the, the interviewer, <laughs> interviewer, I should say. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah it's, been, it. it's been good good to chat and just yeah. have a fellow, fellow Absolutely. conversation. So, so happy 2021, everyone. Happy 2021. Big, big things. Yeah, big things, big success for everybody. Um, whatever success means for you, defining that first and foremost is probably the, a good start to the year and uh, thinking about where you're going to spend your energy, time and create boundaries for yourself. Yeah, I think that's the thing. thing. I mean, if there's any one thing that you can pick out from this chat, it's uh, boundaries and self-care is probably the most critical thing. You know, it's the old putting the mask on yourself before in the, when the plane, plane's going down. Yeah, Put the, the mask on mask. yourself. Yeah, Totally. So. Absolutely. Beautiful. Thanks, Dan. Thanks Michelle. Thank you, Gab. Thank, Thank you, you everyone who's listening in. Yes. Uh, we'll get you on the next podcast. Cheers. Thank you once again for joining us here at Creating Synergy. It's been great spending this time with you. Please jump on to the Synergy IQ Facebook and LinkedIn page where the discussion continues after the show. Join our mailing list so you'll know what's happening next at synergyiq.com.au. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And if you really enjoyed it, please share it with your friends.